Breaking the Borderline Stigma. I'm Kristen Nicole. I'm a life coach for highly sensitive women and women with borderline personality disorder, helping you to create a protective emotional skin to learn to love all of you and to let your gorgeous light shine despite the darkness. And by the way, I'm also a highly sensitive person and a BPD conqueror myself. Hello and welcome back. So I'm trying this intro again for the third time. Hopefully my system cooperates and things don't get all messed up. But I'm very happy to be with you today. Happy that you are tuning in. And I will tell you, it has been a rough couple of weeks. I don't know if it's something in the air or what has been going on. I just have not been feeling like myself And there's also been a lot of things that have come up where it's like, I want to be able to share it with you in the moment, but I'm not anywhere near my computer. I don't have a chance to record um, a podcast that night. Um, Maybe I just don't have the time or whatever. Maybe I'm out and about. I don't know. So I was debating on an idea of potentially recording some episodes from my phone. My concern there being the audio quality but I think so far it has worked out. So I would like to actually hear from you though. You can shoot me an email or connect with me on one of the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you prefer. To do that, just go to my Koji link down in the show notes. It's K-O-J-I is the link that you're looking for, Koji, and it'll it'll show you the, the actual um, website full URL but you just click on that and then there's ways to get in contact with me through that. Um, And I would like to know, like, would that be something that would be okay with you? Because I really want to be able to share some more in the moment content. That's not, I don't want to say scripted out because these aren't really scripted, but more like real life stuff. The, The difficult thing is with me doing every two weeks, there's so many things that come up. And sometimes it's a little disjointed, like I can't just put it all into one podcast because there's a whole bunch of different topics that I talk about. So because of that, I was actually considering, and this is again, something I would like to hear from you on if you would be interested, because if I don't have anybody who's going to be interested in it, I'm not going to do it. But I was considering starting a Patreon which would be like a paid version of the podcast. Um, And I wouldn't have it be too much, like maybe five or 10 bucks a month. I have to look into really kind of all the logistics and what it entails and what I can offer. But the idea behind it would be that it would be a closer community for us to connect. And I would be able to release more frequent episodes maybe more um, more frequent, but shorter. I know I try to keep these to 20 or 30 minutes, but it would kind of be like little riffs. So it would essentially be more of me in your ear and a way for us to build a community together so that we are kind of more together because that's the thing with podcasting is it's very one-sided, right? Like I talk, you listen, and hopefully you get good information. I hope that it's valuable to you, but I don't really know unless you connect with me or contact me. 
So if that's something that you would be interested in, or if you'd just be okay with, you know, short um, little snippets, I think this would actually work better on Patreon from what I understand. But um, if you were okay with the sound quality, maybe not being as good because I'm recording a little riff on my phone, that sort of thing. I would love to hear from you and know your thoughts. Because again, if it's something that nobody's interested in, I'm not going to do it. Um, but I certainly would love to be able to connect with you more intimately and also build more of a community. So to con- to contact me, you can email me, you can send me an- a message on Instagram or Facebook um, or TikTok, whichever's best for you. I will say I'm not on TikTok very frequently, so I don't check over there that much. But the way to do that is click on my Koji link that's in the show notes. And it's Koji that's spelled K-O-J-I dot, I don't know, dot com slash Kristen Nicole. I don't know. I can't remember what the URL is, but just look in the show notes, click on that, and it'll give you the option to email me. At the very bottom, there's links to my social media. But like I said, I would love to hear your thoughts on it because depending on if I don't hear from anybody, I'm going to assume you don't want it. And then I won't proceed anything, proceed with anything going forward. Um, I will bring it up probably the next couple of podcasts, just because I also know you probably get busy. You listen to this and then forget, you know, move on and maybe you want to reach out, but forget. So, um, so that's one thing that's kind of come up. And the other thing is before I get into the content, because I think this is a really interesting topic and I think it's going to help with a better understanding of kind of um, how BPD is developed. Um, So before I get into that, I will tell you that, and just in at, at the sake of being transparent and open and honest. And so that, you know, that even though I am am in a very, very good place when it comes to my BPD, it still fucks with my head. quite a bit. And I will tell you one thing where it really fucks with my head is I am really hardcore, like compare itis. I get stuck in that compare itis loop. Um, and that's been something that's really been, I've really been struggling with lately because, um, I know that there's other BPD podcasts out there. I know that there are, is one that's very popular and I will say that I, and I love the other options that are out there. Um, and I see that, you know, like it's, it's more popular. There's more followers, there's more conversations going that sort of thing. And so then it makes me feel like, am I, is this just pointless for me to do this? Am I even providing you with the value that you really want that you're looking for? Um, am I giving you what is helpful? And so, because I feel like, well, if people aren't listening, if people aren't sending feedback or trying to connect with me, maybe it's not really valuable. But I also know that a lot of people tend to be a little bit of lurkers. I myself am the same way. I tend to lurk for a long time. I follow people. I um, watch all of their content. I listen to their shows and I don't comment or do anything. And they're certainly still providing me with a lot of value but they don't know that. So, you know, from my perspective, it's kind of like, gosh, am I even really helping? And if I help even just one person with this podcast, then it's worth it to me. I don't, I don't need to help thousands upon thousands. I would love to do that. Absolutely love it. 
But if one person walks away feeling better, having a better understanding and having some tools and techniques to try that they didn't have before, and that helps you to live a happier, more fulfilled life, then I have met my goal because that's really what this is about. I mean, it's, it's to create awareness from BPD, but also just like the, the, um, podcast is called to break the stigma of BPD and what it means to have BPD and to know that you're not a monster. Um, you're someone who is likely very emotionally sensitive, has a lot of emotional depth and you weren't taught how to properly harness that. And once you know how to properly harness that, like it's just incredible um, life-changing, I would say, and in a totally, uh, uh, of course, a completely good way. So that's just, I'll tell you, that's just some of the things that have come up for me the past couple weeks since I last recorded a podcast. I've done a lot of, of, oh my gosh, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am, am, is this just pointless? Am I providing value or not? And, and I just kind of want to norm, normalize that because I think a lot of people, we can tend to get stuck in that comparitis cycle. And it's true that comparing yourself to someone else is, will rob you of all joy and feelings of accomplishment. Unless you're comparing yourself to yourself, that's really the only time that it's not going to do that in the sense that you can compare like how you were yesterday or how you were last year and how much you've grown. And, and in that case, it's usually quite a good thing. But um, I, I just share that with you because I, I don't want, uh, I want you to know that even though, yes, I have a good handle on my BPD, there's still things that I struggle with. Um, and there's still things that, and I think that's part of just being human. I don't know that it's necessarily from BPD, but it can be more intense because of the BB, BPD at least my impressions anyway. Um, and I, like I said, I don't even know that I technically, technically still qualify as being diagnosed with BPD. I haven't gone back to get like re-diagnosed or re-evaluated, I should say. But there's a lot of things that have really improved in my life. Um, and that's the point of this so that I can share some of that info with you. Um, the other point of this podcast is when I put it together, I, I never wanted to wanted it to be something where it's just purely about commiserating. And the reason is one, I want you to know that you're not alone because you're definitely not alone. And there are so many people out there who are like you, who are beautiful and emotional and have struggled with the same things. Um, and BPD exists on a spectrum. So there's going to be some who are worse and some who are maybe a little bit more on the, the minimal side of it. But I think it's important to know that you're not alone. But, but the reason I started this podcast too was to give you some good tools and tips that have helped me and to just have the conversation of things that can help to improve because it's nice to know we aren't alone. But I, the last thing I want is for you to get stuck there and feel like, oh, okay, yes, so other people experience this. Other people are going through similar situations and it's okay. And it is okay. And you're not alone. But 
that doesn't mean that I want you to get stuck there and thinking that you can't take steps or, or there aren't ways to start to feel better. You do not need to live in this BPD cycle of hell. And that's kind of the big thing. And that's something that I have noticed with even the podcast that I think is really, really awesome and shares a lot of great information, but it's almost like commiserating in a sense. And, and just, um, going through like, this is what BPD feels like. This is what goes on through my head and that sort of thing. And I do think that that is really great to have an understanding. I am in no way knocking that at all. I think that it is a fabulous podcast. Um, but what I don't hear are here's things that can help. And that's where I really want to take you to. Here's things that can help. Here's, ways to step out of that and stop, start to heal that sort of thing. That's really the goal of this. Anyway, I feel like I've kind of rambled on that enough for, for now. So I'm going to go ahead and move forward. But one of the things I also know that I need to touch on is what it means to be a highly sensitive person. So I think I'm going to make a note to have that be my next episode. But for this episode, the likely it caught your attention that, um, you know, is, is BPD your parents' fault? Is it all their fault? And the short answer is yes, but the long answer is no, because it's not that simple. So something to understand with BPD is it doesn't happen in a vacuum, okay? It's not, it's not something that is just doomed to manifest within someone who is emotionally sensitive. There are a lot of situations and contributing factors that cause BPD to manifest. And a big contributing factor are our parents or our caretakers. I don't really want to use the word parents because some of us don't have, like we are caretakers, the people who raised us. The other part to that is this doesn't make them bad people. And this doesn't mean that they weren't doing their best. In order to understand BPD and where it comes from, you have to understand the cycles of generational trauma that have perpetuated society probably since the beginning of mankind. Um, And by that, I mean... Your parents respond or react or guided you in a way that they were taught by their parents, which was not necessarily a trauma-informed, emotionally sensitive, emotionally mature way. So an example would be being called too sensitive and Uh, This is something that I heard so much growing up. Oh, Kristen, you're too sensitive. And I know that I've mentioned that before. And it came from a good place because it was meant to essentially tell me, like, it it was a way of, of my parents saying, you know, don't let it bother you sort of thing. The problem is, it doesn't really, quote unquote, toughen a kid up. It just um, tells them that they're wrong for having their emotions. 
And so we still have them. I still had them. I still got hurt very easily. But it told me that I couldn't really go to my parents because they were going to tell me I was too sensitive and they weren't going to validate the way that I was feeling. And that likely stems from their parents raising them in that way as well. Um, things like, you know, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Like those sorts of phrases, things that have just been normalized throughout society in terms of raising kids and the way that you respond to kids. It is a very invalidating environment for everybody, not just people who are emotionally sensitive, but for everybody. So the thing to understand is that while your parents likely like you, you already had I get, I would say the seed planted inside because of this emotional vulnerability. So again, BPD comes from, if you go off of the biosocial theory that Marsha Linehan came up with, and Marsha Linehan is the one who founded dialectical behavioral therapy, which is a therapy program that is very specific um, and was started for people with BPD and, um, kind of suicidal, very suicidal, um, individuals. And her biosocial theory says that people develop BPD by being born with an emotional vulnerability, or I say an emotional sensitivity and are raised in an invalidating environment. And that's what that invalidating environment is. Things that are very common to say to kids that Everybody, pretty much, I don't like to generalize. I mean, honestly, there's never going to be generalization that's 100%. But for lack of a better way to do it, um, that everybody grew up with. And that is, you know, things even like children should be seen and not heard, that sort of thing. Okay, so so you're telling these kids that they aren't allowed to make their feelings known. They're not allowed to talk. They're not allowed to express anything. They're essentially not allowed to be a person. Until you're willing to acknowledge that they are. Until you're willing to give them the space in the room. And that is a type of generational trauma. And so what happens is our parents raise us in the way that they were raised. For good, bad, better, or worse. um, In the way that they were raised. Their parents were raised in a certain way. Because their parents before them were raised in a certain way. And that's where those generational trauma threads start to weave into each other. And so even though the answer is, I mean, yes, it's it's from your parents. It's not a straight yes, because it's not from your parents exactly. Like, It is from their parents and their parents before them and the way that society views having an emotion or um, an emotional vulnerability, showing emotions, that sort of thing. It is very much a societal um, masculine system that teaches us that showing emotions, not being able to handle your emotions, um, not shutting down your emotions is a bad thing. So I, I think I started a thought before where it was like, okay, so so 
emotional sensitivity, it, it, that's like the seed that's planted. That is a genetic thing or a biological thing. That's a, rather than genetic. It's biological. Just like we're born with green eyes or brown hair, whatever, or light or dark skin. It's a biological thing. It is inherent within us. But that doesn't mean that we are bound and determined to develop BPD if we have this emotional sensitivity. It means that the, 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 the soil is fertile for that. And then the way it ends up growing is by the environment in which we are raised. And it's not just the environment that our parents or caretakers created. It's not just that environment. It's also our school environment. Um, if we did any activities, that sort of thing, it's being around extended family. Uh, it's, it's really, I mean, it's, it's hard to like pinpoint one thing. Like often we talk about our parents or our caretakers creating this invalidating environment, but it's not just them. It is granted that's where we spend most of our time, but it's not completely them. So while you could have been raised, you know, you could have had a bad school life. And if you had caretakers who listened to you when you came home, who validated your emotions, who, if you came home and told them, you know, a certain person hurt you and told them the situation, if you were met with, well, you were just too sensitive. You shouldn't have gotten upset about that. That's something that's going to, it's like death by a thousand paper cuts. That's a little tiny cut that you just got. That was an invalidating thing. Instead, if you were met with, how did that make you feel? Oh, that must have been really hard. What do you think we should do about that? What would make you feel better? What would, it's understandable that you, that you were upset. And then essentially, I don't want to say trying to problem solve, but essentially, you know, at least going about it that way where you make the child seem, be, feel seen and heard. And they're met with love and compassion. And, um, I want to say the word autonomy comes to mind, but uh, hopefully I'm making my point. I feel like I'm not being really clear and I apologize if I'm not, but I hope that that kind of gives you a sense of, you know, yes, the way that you are raised very much has to do with whether or not the BPD developed, but it's not that we should sit there and say, oh my gosh, caretaker, it's completely your fault because you have to recognize that they were raised in a certain environment, which was likely a traumatic environment. And when I say trauma, I don't mean they were in a war. I mean, again, death by a thousand paper cuts type of trauma. This repeated invalidation of and culture of shame and guilt um, for who we are inside. So I'm going to leave it there for now. <laughs> Um, and I, again, I would really like your feedback. Does this episode make sense? <laughs> Does it make sense to you? 
Um, would you like more information? Do you want me to go into more detail? Because I know I talked for a while in the beginning about other stuff um, that was not necessarily, you know, talking about the invalidating environment and how that ends up coming to the life and how it's not just, it's not just solely the, your, your caretakers. So if you have questions, if you would like more information, if you would like me to go into this topic a little bit further, please, please, please reach out to me. I do. I completely mean that you are not bothering me. This is why I do this. If there's any idea in your head that you would like to drop me a comment or you would like to have an additional conversation or you would like to know more, please shoot me an email or reach out to me on social media. And again, you can find that in my Koji link in the show notes. You can also set up a one-to-one discovery call with me if you would like to go in-depth about your specific um Challenges in moving forward, I should say, if you want more information on potentially working together. Okay, that is it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. Love and gratitude to you. And I will talk to you next time. Bye bye. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like one to one support, sign up for a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.